0: A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Untitled Catholic Podcast, episode number 18, aka 18, hello, Father Sean nolan reynolds what's up what's good with it hello justin hello governor father sean's at his parish nolan reynolds is at his school i'm at the house look at that we're all in our own places today and every other time we've recorded this except for the few times that you and i have been together (laughs) no i mean nolan sometimes he's at home and or, or sometimes he kicks kids out of his office, and you just. I'm much know. more of a
1: roamer podca- podcaster than you, you guys. Yeah, Nolan's definitely a, a roaming roamer pod.
0: Roaming. Yeah, um, Father Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing. I'm oh, all right. I have. Um, I'm like. I'm not doing bad, but I have been sick, just like a little sick, like a little cold, and now it like is all in my throat. But I feel like it's not as scratchy as it was just a few hours ago. So, your classic November common cold. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Have you been not drinking as much kombucha? I haven't had kombucha since the last episode was recorded. See, maybe that's why you got sick. No, it's because I stopped going to sleep. (laughs) I don't sleep. I don't sleep. I I feel like, I mean, we've been the most consistent we've ever been on this podcast as of recently. Yeah. I mean, we had gone through a stretch before where we, we did pretty well, but I think we're, we're in a home stretch. So
1: we're in a groove.
0: I think it's time for people to start telling their friends, tell your friends, tell your friends.
1: Yeah. For it's you guys that have stuck with them us, them it's yet. safe. Now it's safe it's to it's tell safe your friends.
0: Now. It's safe to tell your friends, spread the word. The quality may not be there yet, but the quantity will be there. We could, we could make that promise. Well, I just have to say I got a text this morning from a friend of mine who wanted to know what our Patreon page was. Cause Wait, he so said <laughs> he wanted to give every time we blamed him for having kombucha, John McQuaid. He said he would give money every time we mentioned him and kombucha.
1: <laughs> Wait, him and kombucha?
0: Yeah, cuz he said that I, I said that it was his fault or something about the kombucha, I don't know.
1: So every time we mention kombucha, or every I don't
0: you know, I'll read the exact text if that would make exact, everything better. But to answer but you, just, John McQuaid, just You could just Venmo Sean. <laughs> yes, you can. No, don't me. do that. What, I'll that just ha- take. We'll the never money. know though. You <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> take <laughs> this the is, money. At seven nineteen a.m., I had this text. Where's your Patreon? Question mark. Then a follow-up text immediately after. I will donate for every kombucha you blame on me on your show. Then I wrote Wait. back, we don't actually have one. He said, missed opportunity. Is he saying he would donate kombucha every time he's mentioned? Or is he talking no, about No, no, he would donate money every time we mention him and kombucha. All right, All right. so kombucha. Well, kombucha, <laughs> gingerade. <laughs> jamakui, 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 jamakui. Kombucha. He also said he would give many every time we mention the Jesuits, but I don't. I don't don't think we've ever really mentioned
1: the Jesuits. They've been mentioned. Well, now we are. What if we mentioned Jesuit kombucha? (laughs) I'm sure that exists. Oh, that would be a good gig, the Jesuits making kombucha.
0: I'm sure a lot of Jesuits drink kombucha. That's that's like a
1: tongue twister right there.
0: You can make you can let that mean whatever you want it to mean. It means nothing or it means everything. While we're talking about our friends, I I just got Ike's wedding invite in the mail. Hey, how about them apples? All right, you should be expecting one soon as well, Father Sean. Nolan, don't get your hopes up.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not. I'm not gonna expect (laughs) one. I'd be honored and delighted if I were to be invited, but no, no pressure, Ike. I, I understand. I've I've been through this before. He, only doesn't, so many, he doesn't listen. He doesn't there's so, listen. only so many close acquaintances you can invite. Or relatively close acquaintances you can invite. <laughs> you or, or
0: guys that you've talked about Ninja Turtles with in real life and once on a podcast. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> That's kind of a special relationship, though.
0: That's true. I feel like everyone needs that Ninja Turtle friend.
1: I can honestly say that that, that, that relationship I did not share with any other person in the entire world. That's good. That makes it unique. <laughs> it's exactly unique right. New unique, unique New York. Unique New York to
0: bring it back to last week. Yes. Now we're shouting out to last week's episode. Wow. I, I, I like being self-referential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone good. enjoys our inside <laughs> jokes in as
1: much as we do. <laughs> yeah. But
0: no, these are inside jokes that people who listen would get. We're they not would. talking about things that only uh, only <laughs> we know.
1: Exactly. Let's I mean if you're a first it, time listener, you're completely lost right now. Then Actually if you're a first listen time listener, preview. you're probably Googling kombucha right now, but just I mean, Google it. Just Google it. Google it.
0: Um, Nolan, how have you been?
1: Uh, mostly good. I mean, in the uh you know, file of uh unimportant things that bother me i'm still a little rattled that the knicks gave up a 23 uh point lead last night in the third quarter to lose to lebron james and the Cavs. it just seems like once you know things are finally going right and uh you know then the knicks lose in the most excruciating way possible again
0: and i'm gonna take the blame because i was looking at the score and then I saw that they were up seven with, like, six minutes to go. So I turned it on and I watched it. And then they lost. You! It was you! <laughs> I'm the jinx.
1: I had the game on in the background, like, the whole time as I was, like, getting uh, getting stuff together and I, eating dinner and getting the kids ready for bed and ironing and doing things here and there and then like literally the point like I sat down I was like because I had been checking the score the whole time but it was like wait a second how is it only like a seven point lead right now and then it was all downhill from there so perhaps it was my fault too I I I like this Knicks team though oh I love him, and that's that's what made it so hard because it was like everything was going great in the beginning you know LeBron James made his comments on social media what exactly and- did he say well, he he was trying to rip Phil Jackson, or at least according to him, he was trying to rip Phil Jackson. But, like, in the process, he said, like, the mix, Knicks made a mistake in not drafting Dennis Smith Jr. And instead, drafting French Frank, whose name I won't try to pronounce. Nick.
0: T- Nick-, Nick. I think
1: and, it's and, and ne- Neely Kina.
0: You don't say the T?
1: Yeah, I think the T is silent.
0: That would make sense. It's very hard to have an N-T. Right yeah. next to each other.
1: It's it's a diff, it's definitely not Niddle Akina. It's it's Neil Akina. Okay. But, um, but we'll call nittle him Frank. Me this, nittle me this, niddle
0: me that. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Nitty.
1: <laughs> um, we'll uh, but yeah, like so he was saying that you know that the Knicks messed up on their draft choice, and here's like a 19 year old kid who's actually been pretty good for the Knicks, getting thrown under the bus because, you know, LeBron James has and an ego and Le- wants to diss Phil then Jackson. And LeBron
0: was getting. And he's getting in his face, too. He's like, the kid's 19. And he
1: pushed and he's him. He's
0: French, so he doesn't... Yeah. And then that's when Enos Cantor came
1: in. Enos. You gotta love Enos.
0: <laughs> and then he came in, and... I, that's why I'm like, this This team has grit. I like it. They I'm do. Gonna, they, they, I'm gonna become a Knicks fan again.
1: Right now, they're kind of a poor man's uh, 90s Knicks. Hopefully they can get to the point of, of a rich man's 90s Knicks.
0: Oh, there's Father Sean with another beverage. <laughs> hey, Father Sean,
1: this segment is called Drink of the Week. What do we got for him today?
0: <laughs> today, I have Hal Seltzer. Lime. Real quickly, <laughs> too, Nolan. Yeah. <sighs> just just real quick rant about the Giants. I just want to hear about that.
1: You, you really gotta make me do this. Just trying to avoid
0: giant conversations. This is my own. This is my own selfishness, and I know whoever's listening that they'll have to bear with me. But I just really want to hear your opinion because this is a team that people, including myself, thought could go to the Super Bowl, and they are just pathetic.
1: They're awful. They're awful. Everyone needs to go. The coach is awful. They should be better than they are. I'm not saying they should be a Super Bowl contender, but they definitely should be better than 1-7 or 1-8, whatever they are right now. And they just need to start over. Start over completely. And hope. I hope they lose every game and draft the quarterback of the future.
0: Which is, right now, if you had to pick, who would that be?
1: Well, I don't really watch college football, so <laughs> it's whoever the, number of the uh, so-called experts say is uh, number one. I think the guy from USC. Uh, Sam Darno. Yes. Dar- Don't call Isn't me Travis. Darnold?
0: Darno. Darnold. Yeah, Travis Darn Darno's stepsister, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: stepsister. <laughs> Evil stepsister. Evil. 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 This is like this is a hold on, time. hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There was a priest when I was in the seminary who was a retired <laughs> priest that he would say mass once, like a semester or once like twice a semester or something like that and when when we would pray the our father together he would go deliver us from
1: evil (laughs) and then he followed followed up with
0: (laughs) father plankton continue (laughs) i like how you just shushed us essentially yes it was a polite shush though I don't, know, it was, I don't know. It was kind of it was kind of aggressive in my opinion. I just opinion. said, hold, just like on. A, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, Because I didn't want you to
0: start getting into it.
1: <laughs> and then he immediately like tried to like make it like he was ready to go right back to the conversation and listen. Yeah. Like he didn't uh, want us to felt... comment on what he had to say. I don't know
0: how I feel about that, Father Sean. Feel any way that you want. It happened. It's over. <laughs> move on from it.
1: <laughs> Do you I have I know any feelings, Sharon?
0: This is a great... This is this is a great time of year for sports. It is is
1: it it's my my favorite time actually.
0: Well, no, actually, I think it is.
1: See, see, I'm not as big of a football fan as you guys, so I actually believe it or not, my favorite time of sports is, um, like March Madness time, because you got college basketball, which I love, basketball and hockey games that matter, and baseball is about to get started. The hot stove that. That's a good. Wow. That's a good time of year. But this is good too, because because football games matter. So even like someone like me who's not crazy about listening to football talk or anything like that, like at least like the like if you tune in games, they matter now. Like unless they're the Giants, but then you do have baseball, hot stove, and hockey and and basketballs happening too. So kind of everything's going on. At all, I think this is
0: the pinnacle. Plus Thanksgiving's coming up which then enters into the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) I'll add that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. When does Advent officially start? It starts the first Sunday of Advent. So what is that, December 2nd? Um, Okay, so it's whatever, four weeks before. Yeah, December 2nd would be the first Sunday of Advent, meaning it's the Saturday, but when you go to Mass at night. That's what I mean by that. It's coming up. What's the uh,
1: weather like in New York right now? It's a little Freezing. chilly.
0: It's pretty chilly.
1: How chilly? Awful. Like you walk outside and your face hurts immediately. No. no. I was just outside for like 20 minutes and I'm fine. Give me I'm exaggerating, number. but I'm not that far off. I think you're pretty far off. That's All just right. my opinion. A number. All I'm
0: asking for is a number.
1: 44? Oh, okay. Does that sound right? Yeah, I, yeah, That's that's what I have on my weather app. It's not freezing, but I, I just don't like anything below fifty.
0: I was in uh Ohio this past weekend and it was cold, very cold. But fortunately, uh every Sunday on tour I wear a turtleneck because it's turtleneck Sunday. So this week for the first time in a long time it actually worked in my favor. <laughs> pretty- it those turtlenecks <laughs> on the summer Sundays are tough. But those are tough. I normally I'm sweating. Someone's like, Why are you wearing why are you wearing a turtleneck? And then I say I don't make the rules. I just play by them. And then they look at me and say, But you do make the rules.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like, well, that's what you're going to do. Well, it's nice in Nashville. I played golf today, and that's that. Is there anything else to, to add to catch us up? I think we're all caught up. All right, I mean, let's take a break. What do you, hold on, you're going to say, I mean. I, I just wanted to go back to something that was said before. I was reading Uh a little bit about the Knicks to contribute to the conversation. And then (laughs) – While we we were talking. Yeah. Because I was like, I wanted to be – that's why I was like, oh, what did LeBron James say? Because I was reading LeBron James' insults. um, Just Google it. Just Google it. I just – I can't pay attention to the Knicks. The hot stove baseball gets really exciting once it's December. Yes. Winter meetings. Right. And then football gets really exciting near the end of December. But – then after football ends, there's like nothing until spring training. Well, I mean, it lines up where football ends in February, and then spring training is like two weeks later. Yeah, but though for those like two or three weeks, it's pretty bad. February is a tough month for sports. February is the worst month for sports. Yeah, I. That's that's all. all I'm good. I mean,
1: if you if you're a big if if by sports you mean football, Nolan, then, yes. Nolan, Nolan.
0: I said I'm good. We can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Good think we added
1: those two minutes to the segment.
0: I don't even think that was two minutes. Now it might be. Sorry. <laughs> we'll never get them back. Okay, Father Sean, you said that you had something that you want to bring up in our second segment. Nolan and I have not heard what it is. We are blind to it, so do
1: tell. Well, first he's got to take a swig of his Hal Seltzer. Yeah, I'm, I'm stalling because you I forgot the whole was bottle I wanted to said, talk about. Jeez. Just a word from our sponsors, Hal Seltzer. Hal Seltzer.
0: Refreshingly crisp. Both fresh and and familiar. (laughs) I I would call this both fresh and familiar. But not as fresh as familiar as John McQuaid and kombucha. Kombucha, Gatorade, I mean Gingerade, John McQuaid, Jesuits, Hal Seltzer. Fresh and familiar. I think we just got $2.50 after all those
1: sponsors. He never said how much
0: he would give us each time we mention it.
1: We better open that Patreon quick. Yeah, I guess so. Before we lose count.
0: Father Sean McGaldy at Venmo. That's right. That's not really what it is, so don't send it there because it might go to some stranger.
1: Is there another Father Sean (laughs) McGaldy?
0: Yes. I I don't know if there's another one, but anyway. So
1: There seems to be a lot
0: of McGaldys in Argentina. Yes. They all ran away from... Maybe our ancestors are war criminals. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way of knowing. All right. You were what? I was... um, I'm getting ready to give a talk on Sunday to 7th graders. And I've been listening to a lot of stand-up comedy to help me with the talk. Who are – do you guys – do you guys like stand-up comedy? Love it.
1: Yes, I do. But I I find it hard to find comedians that I don't have to shut off mid-show or right away depending on their language and stuff like that.
0: You you shut them off for your own sake or you shut them off because you can't listen to them
1: in public. Um well like no, just like I mean you know go just taking it too far like vulgar, vulgarity and stuff it's just it's not for me. I think you're look you're watching the wrong stand-ups then. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I haven't you know, I mean I, like when I find a comedian that I, that I love and I think is funny and is not vulgar at the same time, it's, it's one of the best forms of entertainment, in my opinion. I, I agree. There are, there are certain
0: comedians who are like, "That's too far, but then there's also other segments that they have where you're like, "That's really well done.": Yeah, so it, then the, the, this is part of what I wanted to talk about, so this is working out perfectly. Do you, how would you describe too far? Is it just cursing or is it subject matter?
1: Both? I personally am more bothered by cursing than I think most people are. And I know that's just a me thing. But I really... I'm I'm not one for salty language. Let's just say that. So, I and I find certain comedians that, like...
0: They have to use a certain word. And and it's unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like, they just say it to say it. And you're just like... There's, it, it has no
1: relevance yeah. to what, what you're saying. And I think... I, you know this has been said many times in other places before, but it has so much more of an effect and an impact when it's not like said a lot and like certain words aren't used over and over again. And I don't mind it when it's used cleverly, you know, when it's used for em- emphasis. And um, but yeah, like I can't take a comedian who curses a lot, and and I definitely can't take a comedian who um is just super vulgar and over sexualized and um. And the things that they talk about, and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that kind of gets me the most. Is the subject matter bothers me more than the swearing? That's just me, though. Usually, they're 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 related, though. Usually, usually, regular yeah. curses don't bother me as much as when the Lord's name is used in vain. That really bothers me. Mm-hmm. That one, that's what gets me the most. So, like here, here's an example of. Someone that I find very funny, but can then take it too far, is like a Kevin Hart. Yeah, I, I, I don't, haven't heard him. I don't really listen to him because I don't think he's that funny. Like he had, I- I've I've had moments where I've like belly laughing at something he would say, but then like the next thing you're like, ah, you really have to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, I remember one specifically, he would tell. He's telling a story about, like, his grandfather. And you would come in and just say, like, the craziest, funniest things. And then you're like, that's a really good segment. And then he'd go in and, like, start using bad words. And you're like, all right, he just kind of ruined it, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Well, Jim Gaffigan
1: is very funny. And he is uh, very clean. Yep. I'm a big fan of Jim Gaffigan. I'm also – I mean, I think, I think Brian Regan's the best. I think he's uh... – I mean, I could, I could see a show of his every year and laugh just as much as the past year, and um, even with some of the same material, because he he's great. He's self-deprecating. I like self-deprecating comedians, actually. But I, Brian <laughs>
0: Regan, I, I, I don't know.
1: He's a bit too much for me. Really? Yeah,
0: so I, I kind of find him just like a little bit too um, uh, character-y. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't like know. The way he tells the joke and like nods his head makes me mad. He's like a cartoon a little bit. Well, I'm curious to how you. First of all, who are you researching, and how did you incorporate that into a talk? I'm not gonna tell the jokes in the talk. No, I'm saying like how did the, the did you quote unquote script your talk as if it was stand up comedy? No, I just find that I so I listening to um there were two things that um. Made me want to listen to stand up recently. I, I I've heard this before, but recently it kind of like hit me again. One was um, uh, Gomer, who's on Catching Foxes, that podcast. He says that he listens to a lot of stand up to help him give talks. And my homiletics professor mentioned once listening to uh, stand up and and um, you know looking at screenplays to be ways to help. With your preaching and and giving talks, because the stand-up comic gives a talk for a living, you know what I mean. And the yeah. way he structures the story and sets things up is is very very uh, important. And like no, like, I agree. And like I see your point. The structure is what I'm really listening to. One of the things that uh, like that's very important in comedy is what we call. Uh, What would I think what they call not we I don't I'm not a comedian, but what they call the callback. Right. So you start by telling a joke. Right. So Hannibal Burris, he's a comedian. Um, He can get he can get kind of dirty. But he's I think my favorite comedians are the ones that are really good writers. So like Hannibal Burris wrote for SNL. John Mulaney wrote for SNL. John Mulaney isn't too, too dirty, but he gets dirty once in a while. Um like, they, they're very good writers. Whereas Kevin Hart, I feel like, is a good performer. Yeah. So, like, Hannibal Buress has uh, a joke about how he wanted to get metal arms, like Jack's from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and he tells this story, and, and he, like, makes this whole joke about the metal arms. And then he, like, you know, time passes on, and he gets back to this other story that he's telling, and he's like, yeah, and that and that person... Then, you know, they, they would try to like, you know, I would be afraid if they then they would like cut off one of my arms or something like that. And then he goes, but don't worry, because I got these metal arms. And then like it, it brings it back to what was going on before. And that's one of the things that makes it very funny. So is, is him and John Mulaney specifically the two people you were? No, I've been listening to a, a,
1: a lot of people. Have you ever heard of uh, Gary Goleman? Yes. Gary Goleman's funny. He's very funny. Father Rob actually yeah. pointed me in his direction. And, and he's mostly clean, too.
0: He has this joke about um, watching a documentary on Netflix about um, the um, was it the state abbreviations and how they made it. You ever see that? <laughs> That's very good. So he was on Conan. And Conan I follow on Twitter and um, on Facebook. Very rarely do... Like, basically, my Facebook feed is Catholic articles and Conan O'Brien clips. Um, and Gary Goldman was on there and he does this whole thing about that. And then when I started writing Facebook, uh, not Facebook, um, state abbreviation documentary, like it comes up right away that that was just a
1: joke, that that's not really a thing. Can you play it for us? <laughs> By the time he finds it's, it. No, I, I, don't, I don't think it needs to be played. No, I'm just kidding. But I think the, the, point is, the point is that talking about comedians is not nearly as funny as listening to comedians.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. But my point was just that I guess, all right, maybe I'll just cut that out. <laughs> but I, I think it's like the way that a comedian tells a story is, I think, something that we can learn
1: from. No, I Father Sean, I completely agree with you, and I think that's I think you're wise to 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 study them because they know how to engage an audience. They know right. how to engage a crowd, and whether you're giving a homily or a talk or a presentation or whatever, like you can learn a lot about things like um, timing, things like you know uh, raising your voice and lowering your voice, dynamics, and. Um, you know the so, way you speak the way you deliver deliver something all those things are, are things that priests and, and certainly people in ministry who speak can use Nolan I need you to ask me a question
0: okay so I want you to ask me so I've heard
1: that you're the greatest comedian to ever live what's your secret so father Sean I've heard you're the greatest comedian who's ever timing lived. i knew where you're going with that but i I know i I, told you that already right you did (laughs) and i've used that joke before it's fantastic
0: oh that's so good and on that note let's take a break Segment number three of episode eighteen of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. So Justin made us wait a little bit longer when we take our break because he had a he had to text someone very important. Are you allowed to say who it was that you were texting? I mean, does it matter? I don't. I don't know. Would he get mad if if all fifty of our listeners knew that you texted him? No, I just I just think it's it's weird that you say it like that. Name drop, name drop, baby. Name drop. Make us seem like we're legitimate. It's just a, a guy named Matt Marr, that's all. Oh, look oh! at that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen How do you to the like un- them, Apple?
1: Listen to the Untitled Catholic Podcast, and you will hear Justin text Matt Mar. I think we need to change the beginning of the uh, ep- of the episode of the uh, podcast and the intro should say a priest, a married guy, and someone who knows Matt Mar, or someone who gets text messages from Matt Mar.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's just for this week because I'm, um, I'm facts with as they say, at, don't uh, they? The kids do say that. Call it. Facts. More to come next week's episode after NCYC. That's that's what some may call a teaser.
1: Oh. Stay tuned for the next two or three years and maybe we'll get him on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Mar
0: would never come on our podcast. It depends how much fun I have with him this week. You never know. If you can get him on the podcast, he needs to get more downloads than Ike. We'll make it a competition. Ike Ike had how many? Ten? No. Do you want me to tell you the exact number? (laughs) No. Just tell him
1: Ike had a ton of downloads i wouldn't I don't describe think... it as a ton really i would if you were trying I think to we get, should get turn this on into a
0: competition just start getting all the famous catholic celebrities ike's episode has 119 downloads that's it yeah he never shared it
1: or anything he just liked it well he's busy so, he's playing at a wedding so that's how that, you start
0: we, we, we recorded that that got released in may
1: so that's how you start the conversation And then you could be like, look Matt, I think you could beat that
0: Yes, considering the next episode we had Friendly, is it worth it? Has 191 downloads Well, how about you Ask him on the podcast at Ike's wedding I don't know him Yeah, but you'll, you're associated with me And you're a priest And you're a priest So you have more clout than I do I don't know we'll see i'm I'll, I'll figure that out anyway let's back to the important stuff um Nolan actually presented a uh an interesting topic, which I was actually funny you say
1: I was thinking about the same thing, so I'll let you say it nolan sure um well like as as we all know um there's been a whole string of tragic things happening in the in the world and in our country specifically over the past couple of weeks with the terrorist attack in new york city and then just recently the horrible shooting in the baptist church in texas sutherland springs texas and um you know um one of the worst things you could do i guess is uh flip through social media when events like that happen because you hear everyone's crazy reactions to everything but i I couldn't help myself and i was scrolling through and noticing like a lot of celebrities um maybe this wasn't right after it happened, but in the the coming days, just kind of like bashing prayer and the whole idea of prayer. Um, and people, you know, people, because people tend to react to things like this by saying, you know, I'm, I'm praying for the victims. I'm praying for, um, for Texas or prayers for those who, who lost their lives. And, um, and just you know, like there's one in particular that really struck me, Michael Ian Black, who you know, speaking of comedians, is a is a comedian I always thought was pretty funny, and uh, was, was on that show The State a long time ago on MTV, which was pretty funny. And uh, you know, I'm not, I'll I'll read it, but I'll censor it. He basically says, um, and I guess his his tweet was in response to uh, something that a politician said about um, you know keeping them in in prayer. And he says, uh, your bleeping prayers didn't prevent this, and they won't prevent the next one, you cowardly piece of bleep. And uh, it brought me back to even, like, some of um, my friends on, on Facebook and, and social uh, other forms of social media who post similar comments and have it before. I'll never forget when the Paris attack happened a couple of years ago. or what, was, it, was it a year and a half ago? Um, two years ago maybe at this point? Um, you know, one of my friends, you know, amongst the the, the timeline of, of prayers for Paris, prayers for France, you know, had this line, like, don't pray, think. And I mean, I guess my question is, like, what is our response to that? Not necessarily, like, what's our social media response or how do we frame the perfect tweet, Twitter response to these questions? I'm not asking that. But just, like, what do we say? Because I think that's a very real... Um, A very real problem that people have and a real real issue that people have who aren't in the faith Um, you know these prayers you know quote-unquote aren't working and this this bad stuff is still happening
0: I I have a handful of things to say so uh, because I it's funny that you brought this up I was reading something about this recently Um, the first thing that I would say is thinking and praying are not antithetical Mm-hmm. So, like, you can think and pray. It, yeah. Novel concept, right? As Catholics, we believe in both faith and reason. That being said, um, somebody I, – I mean, like I, I would assume that he attacked that particular politician because he would say that that guy probably supports um the Second Amendment in the sense that he thinks people should own – uh, guns right would that be right. accurate in the politician that he that he attacked i would i would probably say so yeah so I then mean, the idea would sure, be but... don't pray about it do something about it kind of exactly thing, right exactly so there is truth to that like we don't just pray and then like god takes us over and takes away our free will obviously um i saw a recent tweet um when when everything happened in uh in um I was going to say in Astros, but in Houston, um, <laughs> when when all of that kind of happened, it said your prayers don't help people. And then it showed all of the churches that had truckloads of supplies sending stuff. Right. So it's like, where are most of the stuff coming from? Most of the stuff is coming from churches, the people who are, in fact, praying,
1: praying. Yeah.
0: Um. And then I would say, and, and not to be like a doom and gloom kind of person, but like the more we seem to push God out of our society, the more these things seem to be happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe if more people were praying, maybe then things would happen less. And I'm not saying like, oh, if we just pr- all pray, then nothing bad will ever happen. That's obviously not what I'm saying. But like the person who attacked the church was an atheist, right? And I'm not trying to rip on atheists or anything like that because not all atheists are murderers, just like there are Christians who were murderers. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, But so it's not like it it was wasn't like it was some kind of fundamentalist or something like that. Um, But yeah, I'm not trying to like blame atheists, but we've we're pushing God out of our society. And when God isn't part of the society, Where do our rules and our norms come from? They come from the state. And the state isn't perfect. It's made up of some bad people. So without God, I feel like these things are going to just continue to increase to
1: happen. Because why not? Yeah. I mean, the, the reality of it is that prayers, there are less people praying now than there had been 100 years ago. In this country. And, yeah, in this country. Um, you know, and the, the people who pray, people who legitimately pray. And, I, and I, I agree. Like, we shouldn't just be, you know, on social media, you know, uh, you know, prayers for uh, Texas and then go back to our regular lives and, and not think about it a little more, not to try to do something about it, not try to um, come up with a plan and, and help in any way we can. But for some of these things like the only thing we can do is pray right I mean, not the only thing but like certainly the first thing we can do is pray right and and and, and to go back to your original point I'm glad you said that because um, prayer and, and thinking aren't mutually exclusive I do my best thinking when I am in prayer right and and also like something like I
0: I don't want to get into the whole, the things like posting things on Facebook, like prayers for or like when, when the France thing happened, everyone made their Facebook profile like that, that overlay of the French, of flag. The French yeah. flag that like covered your profile. What are you doing about it? You know what I mean? That's why like oh, yeah. and I'm not believe me. I'm not trying to say that I'm somehow any kind of moral superiority uh, or uh, more moral um, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Um like when the hurricanes happened I didn't i I posted the links of where you can give where all of the money was gonna go to the victims that that i mean like that I feel like is is more useful than just saying because the thing is like some of those people just want attention yeah they wanna cash in on the tragedy. That's and that's the I, thing. Like, do something say, useful. You can say you're praying, but then do something that's also helpful. Um, in in in, in it, something that you can physically do. Not because that makes it sound like I'm saying prayer isn't helpful, which I'm not saying.
1: Just what were you say. I think
0: say? it. It's w- the one thing is a resp- I think it's almost impossible to do because you can't control it. But someone like a whatever his name is, Michael Black, Ian. Michael Black. Black Yeah, it's like you just ignore someone like that because clearly he's just trying to make a stir and kind of cause this ruckus so it's like social media wise it's the more we ignore someone like that the less they have um, well, well there's certainly
1: another way he could have said what he was trying to say I think oh 100% and
0: that's why it's kind of like ignore him but I mean you can't do that on a mass scale that's impossible to control um, right. but at the same time like what father sean is saying yes we pray but then part of our prayer should be put into action um but like you were saying in for example puerto rico during the hurricanes can you get to puerto rico no can you do this that and that no so literally the only thing you can do is pray um but I, it's interesting I, I had a this kind of gonna get it a little darker but i had a conversation with someone recently who's basically saying like this is how the devil would want it to be or is how he is manipulating it like getting people to really believe that these kind of things can't be stopped by or these kind of things are are going to become the norm and then people are going to be so anti-god and anti-prayer like a michael ian black you know and it's kind of like yeah. part of his master plan uh, well which it, I it was fosters an interesting that
1: perspective it fosters that idea that Father Sean was talking about it, like about you know the, us becoming just such a atheistic, godless society. Um, it's and I it, the, the more that that horrible things happen and and that's why part of me says and and I don't know if that social media is the the right platform. Maybe it is, or maybe it, it's in part social media. But we do kind of have to respond when we hear things like that because you know maybe uh, you know someone who's on the fence about faith you know the first couple tragedies happen and they hear comments like that and it doesn't really resonate but the third or fourth tragedy and every time someone's bringing up this idea that your prayers don't work and like you know what you're right you know that it's not working people have the same response every time and and it's not you know it's very easy for people to fall into that trap I think is the problem and I I think that's
0: a really good point what I, I just said I think that's a really good point
1: so, so like what, what do we
0: do what do we do about that I think the first thing you have to do is pray for those people like the My, Michael Ian Blacks of the world that just don't get it that are so far removed that we pray for them uh, but I, I would say I'm a little leery on like the whole social media response I agree with you Nolan but I think everything that we would ever have to use in response have, would have to be scripture based like there, there would have to be some fact behind what we're saying, so it makes it more legitimate, you know. So,
1: yeah, but at the same time, though, there's there's people that don't that that scripture means nothing to them. But um, but by you saying something,
0: is it, it's still going to mean nothing to them?
1: I mean, you know, it de- depends on the person, obviously, that you're talking to. Um, yeah. You know, I think of course everything we we do is, is scripture based. I mean, church teaching is is scripture based. Mm-hmm. So who we are and what we stand for is is always going to be based in scripture. Um, and so, and we have to so we have to definitely know our stuff. We have to definitely know what we're talking about. But it's it's a new world, and you know, you open up scripture and you start quoting scripture to someone who's an atheist, and they're going to tell you to get lost. The conversation's over because. They don't want. They don't want to hear anything from your book.
0: Yeah, it's useless, basically.
1: But you saying anything about God is useless. Not necessarily. It, it, and that's what I mean, meant by like it depends who the person is. If there's someone who, you know, you you have to work it to a point with them, and that's why I don't think social media. Necessi- that's why I say only, if anything, social media in part. I mean, it is what it is. Social media is not going away. So we have to have some kind of presence. <laughs> Unfortunately. Pick, pick and choose our battles on there. But, you know, our, our point should not be to have social media debates to, to, to prove this stuff or to, to argue this stuff to make our points. The point should be good old-fashioned evangelization, relational ministry, and, and building earning the, the right to be heard with people. I think that social media can be good at times
0: because but it has to be the right person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know, does and, and, that make sense? Like you don't you want someone like um, Trent Horn, who is is works for Catholic Answers, who has a doctorate or, or whatever degree he has in theology responding and and then like then we can retweet what he says about it. You want him or to be Bishop the one, or Bishop Barron or something. Yeah, exactly. Because like recently there was a thing that was going around about how this guy was like, I, um, I have the perfect response to, um, pro life people. And he said, and it was like a ridiculous thing. It didn't really make sense. It made sense, but it was it was, it was an. He was using logical fallacies. This was a couple fallacies. months ago, right?
1: What'd you say? This was like a couple months ago, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, like, people like Trent Horn responded with the answer to the question,
1: um, and I think that that's something that's super important to have people who do that. Yeah, I think I think social media is good for like distributing content, like like you're describing, like right, right. But it's not from men- people who know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think that's important, and if it's something that like uh takes takes hold, if you will, then we have to we have to comment. Like we need to be in the social media sphere, but we have to be above board. We can't be like the people who like um also just kinda like say stupid stuff and make it worse or fight with the person.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think we can ever be in a point in a position where we're like baited into a, a, a conversation with someone who's hostile and someone who's, you know, so off the charts um, on 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 issues that, you know, it's the conversation's not going to get anywhere. Um, right. Like if like
0: someone like Michael Ian Black, you you can't even start with something from scripture because scripture means nothing. So you have to start with the reasonableness that there
1: is a God. Yeah, and that's not a conversation that really can be had. Uh, effectively, especially if it's a response to his recent Twitter post, you know? Right, right.
0: Plus, Bishop Barron's kind of got that whole sphere on lockdown, so we just he let does. him do it.
1: <laughs> well, good topic, Nolan. Yeah, it's, it's something that's been on my heart a lot lately. And I think, I mean, I think in conclusion, we could probably say um, that it's it's got to be Keep praying, like don't stop praying, and pr- pray for those people who, who, who tweet and and post things like that and responses to that. But at the same time, let your prayer lead to action. Um, you know, do think we you know encourage reason. We encourage um, playing your part, um, and that should be a part of it. Am I right? Yeah, and and I, I one of the best things I've ever heard from a a priest
0: was when they were like, "My prayers aren't working." He once told me I didn't say that he we were talking about a topic similar to this and he said he said that he once said to a lady. um, How much worse do you think it would be if you weren't praying?
1: Yeah. That's that's such a great point. I, the, my a lot of times when I hear things like you know enough with your prayers and you know your prayers aren't you know your prayers aren't working you know or stop praying or whatever and, and think about it, um, <laughs> my like first response is usually to want to say something like you know well how's your non-praying going you know is you know <laughs> how, what is your non-prayer manifested for for uh, you know a betterment of the cause but but there there's a lot of truth to that and, and there's obviously nicer ways to say it. Yes. And then we'll leave those for the professionals
0: and we'll be mean and sarcastic and passive aggressive. And salty. Yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> well I don't I don't think we have time for a final question this week. I, I, I think we just wrap it up because that's a. This is a great way to wrap up a good conversation.
1: Amen. Wow, we got the timing down. Perfect. <laughs> was perfect for once. Wait, can I just fit in one more thing though? Yes. One last thing for the Patreon account. Kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> Father Sean, close this thing out.
0: God bless everyone who listened to us. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.